Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is an Intel Studios production that is enhanced with Intel technology. To see pictures, articles, and links of what's being discussed, download the Intel app by going to entale.com. Record from now. And do you think you're recording at your end? Does it have a little red dot next to you? It's got the little red dot, yes. Thank the Lord for that. I mean, this has been like a NASA experiment. (laughs) Um, So this is the first time we've remotely recorded a podcast. Yes. (laughs) I'm quite tech savvy, but this has been quite tricky. Our producer gave us a series of things to, to do to make this work via Zoom. And, um, which I'm very grateful for, Saskia. Um, but um, I'm hoping it's working. I'm I wish that I working. wasn't watching you on FaceTime because I want to take a picture of the setup that I've got here. Is it? Because I've got my computer here in front of me, uh-huh. just in case I need to look something up. But I've set it up so I've got you on a tripod. Oh, really? So, I can, so it's like I'm sitting opposite yes. you. Well, I'm the same. The I mean, I, I can take a picture of the, of the setup from my end at least, yeah. so people can see. Okay, because it'll like. look it'll look like it, it's essentially like um, War Games with Matthew Broderick. Sorry, I'm just going <laughs> to remove. Remember, remember War Games? Yes. So there we go. Um, um, there we so go. It's so it's rustic. It's very rustic. It is, but, but I can I've listened, still see you. I've listened back to some of the recording because we did a little mm. test a second ago. It sounds pretty good, actually. Mm. So hopefully, have you been? Um, I've been honestly. a bit, a bit up and down. Really, I'm not sleeping very well, and, and from what I'm led to believe, I don't think anybody's sleeping particularly well. And then I'm just getting thousands of messages from people wanting some advice about their hair. It's amazing, really, that you know, like if. If it's running up to Christmas, let's say, and people go, um, people go, oh, I'll wait till Christmas to get my hair done. I'll, I'll wait the extra couple of weeks or whatever, you know. All of a sudden, because hairdressers have been closed, nobody can wait a second. Like, it's just like immediate demand. I, I need my hair done now. So um, I'm, just, I'm just swamped with people just saying, here's a picture of my hair. What can I do? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, oh, you could just like relax for a bit, you know. Um, but anyway, so I've been answering the questions uh, and helping the people that I can help. But there are a handful of people that you just can't, you know, people with highlights and all of that stuff. You just can't, can't do a lot for. But um, it's been quite good fun. And um, it's been nice to meet so many uh, people that are grateful for the help, you know. So, yeah, all good. It's just it's taken me a while to get motivated really so i've started running on a daily basis so i've just done a 5k now and i've done some weights 
I've signed up to own your goals this morning. Would you believe? Uh, abs Did you? I, yeah, yeah. It's it's the, the stomach I, I want a bit of work on, really. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I I need some help in that department. So I thought, oh, where shall I Sarah's, go? Sarah's Sarah's core workouts are amazing. Are they on own your goals? Yeah, they're really okay. really good. She's um, hardcore, as you know. Yes. I mean, you watched that being filmed, right? You yeah, know what yeah, it's I like. Did, yeah. uh, I could feel the burn, let alone, I mean, see the burn, should I say. Um, yeah, so um, so that's quite good. And it, it instantly makes a difference to how you feel when you exercise. I mean, I know everybody says it and you always say it and Joe Wicks is always banging on about it. But it, it is really true. You just can't escape the fact that afterwards you have a great sense of of achievement and a positive feeling of well-being you've you've done something great and you can't help but feel good about it and then i ate a steak bake after that but we don't need to don't need to mention <laughs> that too much but iceland which is still open do great steak <laughs> bakes they're frozen <gasps> Do they? Yeah, yeah, they do chicken bakes and steak bakes. Oh, I'll have to get one for Chester they're, as a They're treat. official. He, that is his favourite. Yeah. Greg's, official Greg's. There are t- 26 minutes in the oven at 200 degrees, and they're essentially just Greg's. I mean, you saw I me mean, eating uh, a sausage roll the other night. That was a Greg's sausage roll. Uh, the, is it I frozen? Mean, yeah. No. Greg's frozen sausage rolls what? at Iceland. Yes. You get them in a That's pack That's a game four. changer. Oh my god! And it's a treat, like it's a proper treat. I, I don't go crazy on this. Yeah, story. but when you say it's a treat, <laughs> it's a daily like treat. Like a treat for you is like a <laughs> yeah. daily treat. It is a daily <laughs> treat. I mean, but like in the evening, I might have a bag of crisps or something like that. Instead of a bag of crisps, I think, oh, I'll stick in a Greg sausage roll. You know. And, and calorifically, they're. I think they're about three hundred calories. Yeah, which isn't too bad. A sausage roll. Yeah, but the a value fact, like. The fat content in those things is very high. Yeah, but fat's good for you. I read it somewhere, right? That's that's fat. Yeah, now, but there's good fat and not very good fat. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's the good fat tastes the best. I think that that was the thing I've heard. All the good bad fat. fat tastes the best. Bad fat? No, I don't think so. I think I've got one of us have got that wrong. Um, <laughs> Greg's fat is the best. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I say. You know, I don't think we've got any listeners anywhere else in the world, but if anybody is listening from anywhere else in the world, I've just got to explain what Greg's is. Greg's is a high street baker and mm-hmm. they do make all things biscuity and bready and, you know, bunny doughy. and mm. doughy. But they also have two savoury things that are the backbone of this nation. And that is the Greg's sausage roll and the bakes, any bake, chicken bake, steak bakes, like mm. oh that you know they i totally agree they're very very popular as a as a little recommendation before we get into this stuff there's a there's a sitcom that's on netflix called still game it's a scottish sitcom where two old scottish men um live ne- in the flats next door to each other in a kind of tenement block in um a place in glasgow called craig lang and there's an episode where they both eat this thing called the beefy bake which is obviously a spin on the tape, tape, yes. tape bake, you know, but it's just a really good episode. And they're, uh, they're all like, they're old men, you know, essentially like in their seventies, they're going, Oh, you have to get a beefy bake. Goes, oh, <laughs> beefy bake. 
And me and my kids just talk about the beefy baker all the time. <laughs> and they sit there eating it going, oh, you know, and it's really hot and you're going, oh, oh, oh. and they've got, they've got these wonderful Glaswegian accents and they love it. But there's a whole episode around the beefy bake and oh, it's just the name beefy bake is so good. Um, Do you know, this is a, what always happens. Yeah. We've already we reviewed two things and mm. we haven't even started. I was saying earlier, and I don't think you heard me, um, I didn't, yeah, because my my yeah. microphone sort of uh, went a bit funny. But I was quickly going to say that I posted something about not being able to sleep mm-hmm. on Twitter. I said, "Is anybody else struggling to mm. sleep? Really, really finding it hard to a get to sleep? Then if I wake up in the night, forget it, I'm up. Well, yeah. And in the morning, I'm waking up very, very early. And I got something like twenty two thousand. Oh, really? Likes and thousands. I mean, no one can sleep. Yeah. Well, it was funny. I was watching this thing on on the telly uh, yesterday, and Doctor Zander is it Zander? The Doctor Zand. The, I don't know. He's the he's the B, like the BBC it was children's BBC. He had a show on there, and then he's being used quite a lot. He did that documentary for Channel Four recently with Dan Snow. You know, when he went to see his parents and all that. I can't oh, was that Zander, him? Zander yes. And he said, oh, I'm going to do a piece later about how the nation's having difficulty sleeping and, and why that might be. Um, so I don't think we're alone, are we? I think that's mm. crystal clear is that um, however we feel, like we feel quite stable and think, oh, well, you know, it'll pass and everything will be all right. I think deep in our subconscious, it's, it's niggling away at us because, you know, I haven't slept this badly in years. And my kids are dreaming. Like every day, every morning they come down with some really obscure, crazy mm. dream, which is their subconscious yeah. releasing fear or anxiety mm. or whatever. You know, and again, they're not necessarily aware of the reasons that they're not sleeping or mm. that they might not on the outside feel stressed, yeah. but it's weird. Inside it's bubbling away. But I don't know. Um, this is this is going to start me very nicely with. Um, I, I wasn't going to initially start with this, but since we're mm-hmm. talking about not being able to sleep, this is something that has helped me. And it's okay. the Headspace app. <gasps> yes. Now, I discovered the Headspace app maybe ten years ago. Right. Um, and loved it. Did it for a bit. Um, and I loved the guy's story. So I'm just going to find my bump that I've written down on him because the founder of Headspace is a guy called Andy Puddicombe. And I've been very lucky, actually, because I, uh, I did get the chance to meet him a few times. And mm. he's such an interesting guy. Um, so he sort of started off in his early 20s doing sports science. And he's obviously really into his physical fitness. He's one of those really kind of muscly you know, fit looking yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. But then in his twenties, he did like made an unexpected trip to the Himalayas and he thought he was just going to go and study a bit of meditation. And actually it took him on this massive kind of 10 year journey um, around the world. And it, he ended up actually being ordinated as a Tibetan Buddhist monk. Right. And so here was this young boy who started off in sports science being ordinated as a Tibetan Buddhist monk. Wow. Um, and uh, in northern but, India, and then he came back to lay life in 2004, and um, then joined the Moscow State Circus, wow. and did a bit of training with them for a bit, 
And then he completed a degree in London in circus arts. And all of that time while he was doing that, mm -hmm. he was drawing up ideas for Headspace. Oh, wow. And since then, he started Headspace. He's written like three books. He's done TED Talks. He's the most unbelievable oh, guy. Wow. He's married to this lovely lady called Lucinda. They live in Venice Beach. And what I love about him is that he does these guided meditations mm -hmm. online. And they're the first ones that I've listened to where I've thought, oh, you're a normal guy. Mm -hmm. You're not playing airy fairy music. You're not telling us not to think of anything. You're telling us that it's perfectly normal to have thoughts come into our heads. Just let them flow through our heads and let them go again. Mm -hmm. And his voice to me, some people have tell, told me that they don't like it. I really like it because he's just a normal guy. Yeah. And he, I love his voice, but they have done an alternative on um, the app where you can listen to a woman's voice. I haven't listened to the woman's voice. I just like him. But um, so you have got a choice between voices that you listen to and you start off, they do give you tasters for free on Headspace. Um, and you can do like 10, 10 minute sort of trials. And then if you like it, you can subscribe to it. I've subscribed to it. But what I tend to do is I dip in and out of it when I need it. But I've dipped yeah. into it a lot since we've been in lockdown because my brain is fried <laughs> and it really helps Mm. me stop thinking for a bit and it also helped me because when I'm with people you know what I'm like when I'm talking to you and suddenly I'll go oh the the, the leaves are green on the trees outside and you'll think that's got nothing to do with anything I was just talking to you about it's because my brain is thinking about 70,000 things at the yeah. same time the thing that headspace does for me is it makes me present okay like I want to listen to what mm. you're saying. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to say in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is interesting that, isn't it? Cause I, I've read, I've read various books about, about these subjects and it's this um, idea that the world's too full of information. Like it's impossible to know everything about everything and that, that the rate that things change that you just have to essentially believe some things as as they are and not investigate them. You just have to go, well, I'll just believe that that's the case. And you have to just let things go. And then during the day, you're generally working on a project, like you're working on a TV show. So you're focused on that thing and everything else you let go of. And I think one of the big problems at the moment is we can't let go of anything because we've not, we've nothing to focus on really. And it's, it's interesting. I've been getting up the last two mornings and I've been deadly focused from nine till 12 and um, on, on six or seven jobs that I need to do. And it's amazing how I've let go of all the stress and the worry of something because I'm focusing on one particular task. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's been really helpful, you know, and I get up and sit down and start working at nine and it's 12 o'clock within a heartbeat and I've thought about yeah. nothing other than the task in hand. And then I exercise for an hour and then I have lunch. But then the afternoon, I start to drift into all this kind of weird places. And that would be the mm. time to perhaps meditate, actually, is just to say, oh, don't venture there unless you absolutely have to. Um, you know, try and now and you can choose your course. And I'm on, I'm on 15 minutes at a time. And okay. 15 minutes for me is just, right. is just the right amount of time. 20 minutes sounds like really long. Mm. And I know this sounds so ridiculous, but in lockdown, I feel like I've got less time. I've got... Oh, me too. You know, so much more housework. I've got so much more shopping. I've got so much more cleaning mm -hmm. and washing. And I'm trying to 
you know, I've got, I like you, a lot of requests for help or work or stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I should probably tell people where they can find Headspace. Headspace Absolutely, is yeah. on the App Store. So you can get it on the App Store. It's downloadable onto your computer or onto your phone. Um, and the only thing that you need to do while you are... Um, yeah, sorry. The only thing you need... <laughs> The only thing you need to do while you are meditating is sit upright in a chair with your feet on the ground and your hands in your lap. Okay. It's, it, it don't do it lying down because the point is you don't <laughs> want to fall asleep while you're meditating because yeah. you won't get the benefit of the meditation. Yeah, I agree. I, I trained myself to meditate in a way uh, back in about 1993. And um, I was desperate to change my life. You know, it was very... I was in a very place that I was very unhappy about. And I bought a book and it suggested this idea of meditation, which was these three S's silence, stillness, and solitude was the thing, you know, sounds a bit gimmicky now, but I, I decided I'd give it a whirl cause I hadn't, you know, there was nothing to lose really. And I'd heard of the benefits and I was young and impressionable and all the rest of it. So I did this thing, but one of the things it taught me to do was it, it, one of the things it suggested you did was, was take a digital clock, like an old fashioned digital clock with digital numbers on it. And just stare at that and try hard to wait, watch the minutes go by where, and, and empty your brain as much as you could. But the digital clock was, was a suggestion to try and help you just see the time passing without getting transfixed about, you know, a crack on the wall or a picture or a poster or a photograph or the bed linen or whatever that was going on. And I found that enormously helpful. And it said... Mm -hmm. It, just try it for like a minute at a time. You just try and do mm. one mm. minute where you think of nothing. Mm. And you'd sit there and you think, Christ, I can't. But very quickly, you could, a minute could go by and you realize, oh, I hadn't thought of anything. And then obviously you're thinking about the fact that you've not thought about anything. Mm. But then that gradually grew over the course of maybe a month to five minutes, 10 minutes. And I could up to about 25 minutes where I could clear my mind of virtually everything for 25 minutes. Mm. And weirdly, within a year of doing that, uh, my life had transformed itself. Now, that could be a coincidence, of course. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it was. But I, I have tried this meditation thing at different points in my life to try mm. and get over obstacles that I couldn't get over practically, you know. Mm. And, and I do think it changes really you as a person. Yeah. You know, and when it changes you as a person, that means that other people will perceive you in a different way. Mm -hmm. So lots of things can change, I think, with meditation. But I do feel that sleep is definitely going to be one of them. Yeah, that you get better sleep. You, you, get, you feel yeah, better. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, Andy, uh, it's a slightly different form of meditation. He is trying to get you to help, to help you clear your mind, but he's not telling you not to think of anything. Okay. He's, he's just saying, you know, just relax. Mm. And if you think of something, just let it go. Yeah. And actually what you do find is as the time goes by, you think about less and less. It's a bit like you really, you know, yeah, with yeah. practice, it just, but, um, but the thing that he does get you to do instead of looking at the clock, cause your eyes are shut is uh, he okay. gets you to count, count your breathing for a bit. Mm -hmm. And when you're counting your breathing, you're not thinking about anything mm. else. You're just thinking about counting. You go to a one to 10 yeah. then you start again, one to 10, mm. then you start again, one to 10. Then you suddenly realize, Oh, that's all I've thought about. Yes, exactly. That's you know, what you've ah, thought about. You could try and yeah. narrow it down, aren't you, to the yeah. two lowest common denominator of thought. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad you brought that up because I'd forgotten 
I'd forgotten about meditation really. And every time I think I'll do it, I just push it to one side. It's a very weird mm. thing. It's a lot like exercise, isn't it? You think mm. I should do it. I should do it. I should do it. Oh, you know what? I've probably got too much to do. And even the more ridiculous with both of those things, I know they're going to be good for me. I know, I know yeah, I'm yeah. not going to get to the what? end of a meditation and think, I wish I hadn't done that. Done that You're never yeah. going to think that, ever. Well, I was just about to, to say, nothing bad can come from trying it out. And I downloaded the Headspace app, and I think the sounds and the, the overall experience of using it is, is a really peaceful, lovely mm. one. So mm. even if you get nothing from it other than just the mm. sounds that come through it, mm. you know, I think it's probably beneficial and helpful. What's the deal with it? Are they giving it away for free at the moment or because you download They have got for... lots of they have got lots okay. of things um, that are at this time for free mm -hmm. when you sign up. So you've got a free trial and that I've also think they've got some um, seminars on sleep and things like that, but it's not so much the guided meditations. That is something that they do ask for a yearly subscription for, okay. um, which I think is around 25 pounds a year or a something year. like that. For okay. me, yeah. it is worth it. Um, mm -hmm. Because when you think how many times, if you're going to be doing it every single day, mm -hmm. you know, that's not a lot of money every day and it's for my mental health. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, I mean, it, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. When we come out of the other side of this, money's going to be tight for everybody. Yeah. And I was just thinking there are so many subscription TV channels. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like 100 quid a month pretty soon, you know, yeah. with Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, um, Netflix, ne yeah, Apple now. TV, Apple, yeah. Now TV. Like, what? Sky, mm. BT. I mean, I've had to sign up to BT because Chester's like the biggest football fan ever. Yeah. It's really expensive. Yes. I don't know when it starts to bottom out as well. Like, I don't know what Netflix does in the end when there's no more people to, to, to subscribe to it. You know, the idea... To spend the money they're making on more great drama. They've got to then keep their people, no? Yeah, I guess that's the thing. It would be more about maintaining it. But the growth, will, I guess, will peter out. And then there'll just be endless competition between, you know, like when, was it HBO put out Chernobyl? Everybody mm. subscribed to whatever platform they could get Chernobyl mm. on. And when... Well, that's like the morning show. You turn yes. me onto the morning show. You have to get And Apple I've subscribed TV. to Apple TV for a yeah. year. Oh, um, because of that the morning show i didn't even put that in today's podcast can you believe that well we should review it now well should we yes okay i've just mentioned okay. it let's yeah, just do okay. it let's do it because we're going to do something can i quickly say something oh, yeah. yeah 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 i just want to say to anybody listening if you are going to enjoy this podcast what you need to do even though entail um while we're talking about it entail do flag up links to everything we're talking about i would also strongly advise and i do this mm. i would also strongly advise that you get a pen and paper i have so far written down still game on netflix greg's iceland <laughs> headspace <laughs> you know yeah. you want to be writing all of this stuff down um so that you can a... have it in a notebook next to your bed and think oh what are the recommendations for this week that is an excellent suggestion. And we've just discussed morning show, the morning show, so I think we should talk about it. Okay. Now, I, um, 
I'd seen reviews for The Morning Show when it came out. So this is a show that's only available, as far as I'm aware, on Apple TV. You have to subscribe. It is. I can, I can, can vouch for that because I've looked for it everywhere because okay. I didn't want to subscribe to Apple TV for a year. Um, but I how much was Apple TV for the year? Do you know, is it... Um, I think... Is it possible that I got it free for a year? Well, I got it free for a year because Sonny got, got, got a new computer and with that computer he got a subscription. I think I got it free for a year on my phone. Oh, did you? When you bought a new phone? Yes. Um, Apple TV Originals, blah, blah, blah. I'm just having a look, see if it says anywhere how much it is. So four ninety nine a month, you know, which is cheaper than Netflix. But the budget they've got is nothing, not not even close to what Netflix has got. I think to spend on on programs. I think, like when you think about it, Apple TV are just beginning, and I had heard mixed reviews about the morning show. Yes, me too. This is why I hadn't watched it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. And and somebody had said, watched episode one, bit wishy washy, you know, blah blah blah, and and I thought, oh well, I'll give it a miss then, and. I have no desire to get another subscription. But um, anyway, we got Apple TV free. And then obviously in the lockdown, I'm looking for something to watch. And I thought, well, let's give it a whirl. You know, so I watched episode one. I was fascinated by Jennifer Aniston's face, by what has happened to it. She's not Rachel Green anymore. And that's... What, what, but there's, I think it's something to do with fillers. It must be fillers. There's not, I don't think the knife has been taken to it in any way. Because I don't, I don't object to somebody doing stuff to their face. No. I really don't. I'm 52. Like. Let's yeah. face it. People could do whatever they like. Mm-hmm. But she does look quite different. And uh, I think it's does, the yeah. top. It's, her, it's not her lip so much, per se, mm. as the bit of, bit of material, bit of skin between her lip and her nose yes. has been filled so she, when she moves her lips, she doesn't get any of the creases. Yeah. <laughs> which are, let's face it, aging. We're currently doing impersonations that you can't <laughs> see, but our faces are puckering in, in a way. But you know what I mean? And I do, I do, yeah. So it was, you know, it's always difficult to get past these things, as I've talked about before when watching The Irishman, that you just think, oh, I can't, I'm not sure I can get past her face. Anyway, I did get past the face, and then the story starts to open up. Mitch Kessler, my co-host and partner of 15 years, was fired today. So essentially, the the closest thing you can compare it to is is Phil and Holly on um, This Morning. So it's a daily morning show. It's called The Morning Show, obviously. And uh, what's happened on episode one is the co-host, the male co-host, played by Steve Carell, has been fired for kind of sexual misconduct, I guess, inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace, sleeping with colleagues and junior members of the team and all the rest of it. And he's been fired and the show has started with... I'd quickly like to do a caveat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That we are not making any comparison between Steve Carell and Philip Schofield. No, you're absolutely right. I'm just quickly putting that caveat in. Uh, Very good. I'm glad you did that. Because because the show is like... The sh- yeah, well, the show is like this morning, yes. but it isn't this morning. No, it's probably no, no. more like GM, GMB or whatever it's called these days. Yes, it? yes. So there's a male yeah. host and a female host. And um, yes. the male host has been, has been fired. And then the show have decided really to hang him out to dry. So they make a statement about how his behavior was unacceptable and he had to go. And they're ashamed that they went without being seen and blah, blah, blah. So um, 
So that's kind of how that bit plays out. And then Reese Witherspoon is playing a... Oh, go on. He's so good. She's, she's brilliant, though, isn't she? She's so good. Yeah, yeah. So she's playing a regional reporter for a regional news channel. Um, and then to liven up the, the morning show, now they've lost its, uh, uh, its host, they bring on um, Reese Witherspoon's character, who's called Bradley Jackson. Yes. Yes. So they bring her on as an interview, and she very quickly and brilliantly kind of challenges the lead anchor, which is played by Jennifer Aniston. And, and a whole dynamic opens up within their relationship there because there's this kind of slightly more modern um, thinking female presenter who's a bit more, I guess you could say she's a bit more working class. She's from a different kind of background. And then you've got this very well-established anchor, female anchor, who is, I guess you could just call a total diva, right? Yeah, I mean, what's interesting for me is that she is a total diva, but mm. and yet there's a part of me that sees how lonely she is. Yeah. And how, and I think, I mean, at the risk of sounding a bit Riff, like pop, pop, pop will eat itself sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like when, when we used to work on the jump, Yes. And you used to go off to the crew hotel and yeah. have like a really good time with uh, all the crew and everything. Yeah. And yet nobody would ask me yes. because everybody would assume that I didn't want to go. Yeah. It was a strange assumption, and, wasn't it? I suppose. Yeah. And I think that when you are the host of something, people make an assumption that you must be a bit well not that i don't think any of them thought that i was a diva but i just thought they would think that, that i wouldn't want to go but i really mm. wanted to go to the crew hotel but i didn't really like want to invite myself yeah and do you know what i mean i, I know think exactly now what you mean. It's a very now i know everybody like a lot better and yeah I, I would invite myself and you know it's everything's a bit different but it, it was just a very interesting observation because I looked at her and I thought, God, it's interesting. So many people are scared. Yes. She's, unpro yeah. she's unproducible. Yes. People, and, and there's a real danger when you work in this business that you get so arrogant that nobody can tell you if you're doing it wrong. And that's when it becomes really dangerous. And that's what I saw in Jennifer Anderson. She's very lonely. Yeah. She's completely isolated. Mm -hmm. Her family, own family, is frightened of her in case she blows a gasket. <laughs> yeah. But she's been created. This monster's been created by her own popularity. Mm. And that popularity's on the wane and how desperate it is. I sort of uh, what is, what I've related to, to her. Could you relate to her or not really? Uh, oh, I'm wondering whether it, it was like no, uniquely no, no. television. No, I, I mean, I could completely uh, relate to her character and I see it, not in you, but, uh, you know, I work with other uh, people who are hosts of their own shows and things like that. And, and I can, you know, I've witnessed that kind of behaviour, um, definitely. So I, I know exactly what it's like. And I have a Just lot to of clarify, not me. Not you. No, no, no. No, I'm joking. I'm but joking. I'm, I'm, <laughs> as soon as I started watching it, I just thought, you are going to love this. Because, <laughs> well, you're right. Yeah, yeah, right. Because you, you get it all. You know what an exec, exec producer is doing or the head of the network or the head of the channel is doing and the pressure that's on the people to make this stuff. 
and that they're trying to guide you and kind of jig you along a little bit. And then you've got your own kind of agenda to consider. And it's not a selfish agenda, but you want the show to be good and entertaining and interesting and all the rest of it. But all the time you're dealing with all this other stuff that's coming at you. And then there's all the in-house politics and then the politics of the floor of a studio. You know, like it's, it's immensely complex and it goes by without the viewer of any show noticing all of that stuff. Mm. But it's, it's amazingly stressful. And I think it does a wonderful job of showing that. Um, and also, um, Billy Craddock, please can we talk about him? <sighs> yes, God. So he plays the head of news. So he is the big boss of that department that it works out of. So he's largely got the final say over what's going on. And it's very difficult to tell whether he's a goodie or a baddie. He plays this very weird, slippery, handsome, but slightly creepy character. He's very cute. He's got a lovely smile, and you, but you feel like you can't trust him, largely because of the power he's got. But whoever's written the script on this has done a fantastic job, especially on his character and the words that come out of his mouth. He's really good. And then Fred, who plays the head of the network, which is a kind of, I can't think of a, a, of a description of him, but I guess he, he owns or he runs the entire broadcaster. And he's also quite a slippery character. But the big question, of course, is, is Mitch Kessler, you know, the, uh, the male anchor who's been fired, is he guilty or isn't he guilty? And oh, so is that something? Don't give too many spoilers because I no, don't no, know. I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers away. But, what's gonna but I, I feel for the first three or four episodes, you're, you're in this kind of area where you think, oh, like the, Harvey Weinstein figures in this uh, quite a bit because, you know, they talk about him quite a lot and, and his behavior. And therefore, there's this huge kind of net that's being cast around all men whose behavior is is inappropriate. And then they're being scooped into the same um, kind right. of bowl and as Harvey Weinstein. And he has been a massive philanderer, but it wasn't part of the Me Too well, it, he's, his, he's saying it's all consensual. Absolutely. His demand in the first one is, is that it was all consensual between adults. What's the problem? Mm. So the, as for you, the viewer, is, is you're on a quest to find out what the problem the is. Truth. Exactly, mm. yeah. Mm. And as you go along, um, the truth reveals itself, and it's really interesting. But there is a moment... I mean, I'm... Go on. Yeah, go on. Well, there's a moment around episode eight where you go... <laughs> I won't say it, yeah. Don't um, no, say, say it. I won't say it, I won't say it. But anyway, it's brilliant. I guess my... Can I, can I just tell our listeners here. as yeah, well yeah, yeah. about Andy, your best friend? Yes. Who, like, almost calls you sort of spoiler Michael. Yeah, I think he does. Like, this is a thing. Like, yeah, yeah. he's... Okay. Okay. You, you, you always walk very close to I the know, edge. You're just desperate to draw... <laughs> Like I'm jiggling around now, but like, uh, um, but but you did enthuse me enough to go and watch it myself, and I okay. I absolutely love it. Mm. So thank you. Uh, no, it's no bother at all. So definitely go and watch it. I would give it an eight out of ten. For me, there's a problem with the ending. It's a bit like one of those things where the ending could be four different, could go four different ways. Yeah. And uh, and then when the ending came, I thought. Oh, I think you should have gone that way. The other or I one. Think you should yeah. Have that way. It's a yeah. perfect example if you could do a, di a director's cut or an alternative ending on yes. it. Yes. You could do three or four brilliant alternative endings. It does end 
you know, in an exciting way and everything. Okay. But um, I, I felt that it, it perhaps should have ended differently. Um, anyway, mm. um, don't let that put you off it. Definitely watch it. It's really good. I think it's about 10 episodes or an hour each. It's easily uh, consumed considering uh, the situation. I'm really enjoying it. I'm only on ep two. I'm desperate to get an hour to myself to watch the next step. I spoke to my mum this morning and we were chatting for a while and I said, what are you doing? She said, oh, I'm putting some flowers out uh, in the garden. And I said, oh, really? And she said, yeah. She, said, she puts plastic flowers in the garden. So she goes to the shop and buys plastic flowers. And I said, what do you mean? You know, she says, she said, well, the other ones all die or they look a bit terrible. She said, I just thought it'd be better. I put plastic bombs in there. And I said, but you can't have that. She said, I've got daffodils. So she got them out because we were on FaceTime. She got them out and showed it to me. And they look like daffodils, like they're brilliant. She said, oh, I get them from this shop in, you know, she lives in Dundee. She get them from this shop, you know, and um, she said, so I put these out. And she said, and obviously when the season ends, I take them out and then I put in like geraniums. <laughs> I said, really? Like you've got a season's worth of plants that you rotate. And she was Not really joking, That's quite a clever I idea. Mean, it's I amazing. mean, if you kill everything... And yeah. they look real. What's not to love about and that? Then, and I said, Mum, this is the, pla- the big the plastic problem in the world. And she said, well, it's not. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. No, she's recycling. Recycling them. These are going to come out every every year. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. And then she showed me them on FaceTime. And I'm like, oh my God, they look amazing. The geraniums. Well, there you go. Yeah. But I just thought, you know, when I take it to my mom's at some point, (laughs) if you have to go, oh, Helen, those flowers look amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. Oh, my God. It was so funny. We laughed a lot. So that was hilarious. Um, Okay. So my mum on the subject sent me a book. Yes something she thought I would like and it's called Blueprint um, and the book is by an, uh, an author called Robert uh, Plowman who I think is the professor of psychology at King's College in London. He's been doing this his whole life and he's, uh, he's, no, he's no spring chicken he's been around for a very very long time. Uh, a leading behavioral geneticist who works at King's College and has published more than 800 papers in scientific journals, the author of the best-selling textbook in the field in 2012, he was awarded the prestigious uh, 
Advanced Investigator Award from the European Research Council. I mean, the guy's, you know, is, is an academic and an incredibly bright person. And he's made this uh, book called Blueprint, and it's called How DNA Makes Us Who We Are. He's so, a professor in behavioral genetics. Yes, okay. Um, I mean, I, my mum sent me this book. She said, I think this has got you written all over it. You know, have a little look and see what you think. Um, I'll read you a little bit of the product description. So it's a hugely important book, it says, and the story is very well told. Plumin's writing combines passion with reason uh, so fluently that it's hard to believe that his first book uh, for popular consumption, after, uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, you've told you that bit, but... An important book, a must-read guide to an enormous aspect of the human future. I cannot tell you how well-thumbed this book is. Every single person listening to me qualifies to read this book because it's about human beings. This is our story. Um, um, it's essentially the argument of nature and nurture. Now, I specifically left out the word versus there because a lot of people call it nature versus nurture. And of course, it's not necessarily a competition between the two things. It's a combination of both of those things. But I think the story has been for many years that um, nurture is an incredibly important part of raising children or being raised into being an adult, I guess. And you are a, um, a result of your environment. Uh, and this is a book that, that I guess challenges that in its entirety. It's not saying that you're all uh, genetic, but it's saying that you're largely genetic. So you're predisposition and your personality traits are born within you and no matter where you go or what you do you can't escape your your genetic makeup um i'm not necessarily saying that because i agree with it i'm just saying it because that's what the book states if you're interested in this then i couldn't recommend it uh, enough uh, as a read but weirdly um it's worth going on amazon first of all to have a look at some of the reviews because there's a lot of people on on there giving it scathing reviews because what's interesting about this is it's like a microcosm of like atheism or something like that, because people have firm beliefs about what they do with their life and the impact they're having on their children and the people around them. And what this book does obviously is, um, is pulls apart. that out of the water. Yeah. And I think when people have their belief systems challenged, then they, they really go crazy. Um, which is why I guess lots of very religious people really can't stand the atheist views and vice versa, you know, because it's a whole belief system that's being challenged. And once one's challenged, you then start to think about challenging all your belief systems and then thinking, God, maybe I don't know anything about the world after all. And that's not. A, well, I found it quite a hard pill to swallow when you when yeah. you told me about it originally. I I really did find it. um you know, I've really thought that my upbringing and the mm -hmm. circumstances of my upbringing have made me everything that I am mm -hmm. today. I mean, I was, you know, I told you about the other day when I was standing in the shower and I thought the way that I pick up the soap is because of yeah. stuff that I've learned over time. Or, And then when you said, actually, mm -hmm. your your life is sort of mapped out via your DNA, I was like, what? And then made me think about my addiction, which very possibly is passed down through my family in mm -hmm. my DNA. So that would answer that one. But having got three, having three kids of my own, and I know that, you know, with your two boys, it's yeah. such an, it's such an alien concept that actually you can guide them, you yes. can support them, 
mm-hmm. but you can't change who they are. No. Is that what this book is saying? I think so, yeah. I'll just read you this little paragraph at the beginning because it's very interesting. It says, from how well you do at school, whether you're introverted or extroverted, whether you suffer from depression or addiction, or even if you're more likely to get a divorce, all these aspects of our personality are shaped by our genes. Drawing on a lifetime's worth of research, Blueprint will revolutionize how we think about how we parent, the choices we make, and who we are. I mean, it's quite amazing. Now, And you you can get annoyed about this book, but he is the very best of the best at what he does. Neuroscience, psychiatry, psychology. Mm -hmm. And he's he's done it his entire life, yeah. Now, what's interesting about this also is that part of this uh, experiment that he did dates back to the 70s, where he was part of a program that looked at twin children who were adopted by two separate families. And he uh, would be allowed to follow these children on their journeys throughout childhood and into adulthood and document the similarities and the differences between these two children. One had been adopted into one type of family. One had been adopted into another. They were genetically from the same family. I mean, genetically almost identical because they're identical twins, of course. Mm. And then be able to, to answer the big question, of course, which is, how much difference does your environment make to who you are in the end? And who better to do that with than twins? And this dovetails in quite nicely to your experiences on Long Lost Family because you've seen experiences like this play out. We did a we did a special show on um, we did a special show on twins, mm. and um, one of the cases that really stuck with me was the case of um, two Chinese babies that were adopted from china by american families Mm -hmm. and but both were told that they were only children and they were identical twin girls and uh, through a facebook page which Mm -hmm. was um lots of white american families who had adopted uh chinese children and they'd all kind of come together for tips and advice and blah 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 they um and via somebody in China, they came to realize that they potentially had adopted a twin, an identical twin. Wow. And then you see the moment on the TV show where mm. these girls speak to each other for the first time and how, I mean, imagine seeing somebody who is exactly the same as you. Yeah. Yeah. And these girls were maybe eight or nine when that happened. Mm. And I, I had the pleasure of meeting them in London. Uh, from very different families, very different places um, in the world, but like the same girls. And obviously yeah. there were certain little things mm-hmm. that, that like nuances of the family that they lived with and the way that they dressed perhaps, mm-hmm. um, but effectively the same in many respects. It's just, yeah. a, it's a very interesting program that plays into this book. Yeah. Exactly. The first part of the book is is about the research and how he went about it and his findings and I guess his years of experience of looking at behavioral psychology and coming to these conclusions. And then the second part of the book is the is the potential impact that it will have on parenting, education, society as a whole. I haven't got to that bit yet. So it is worth that's pointing a really out. interesting bit, isn't it? It's, it's arguably the most interesting bit, isn't it? Yeah. Because it, it I mean, we talked about this before, this idea that you can't make people more clever. You can make them less IQ clever. Is your, your IQ is your IQ. Yes, like mm. you, you can't raise it. 
you can lower it through through behavior. You can make people more stupid, but you can't actually make them more clever than they are, apparently, by the way. <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, you know, it does open doors for, for, for creating alternative education systems, I guess. So that's really interesting. But just by complete coincidence, I sat down last night with my youngest son, Joel, and he put on Netflix, as we do, and we started to watch the documentary Three Identical Strangers. Oh. Right? Have you seen it? <laughs> no, but I really want to watch it. I'm okay. writing it down. Well, I'm I just, writing it down. I just couldn't believe that I'm reading this book at the same time me and Joel decide to watch this programme. Can I ask you, yeah. it's a documentary. It's a what documentary. age do you think would it, it would be appropriate for? Well, would Chester get it? <sighs> He's 13. Yes, I mean, and I could see Joel's 14. He drifted off a bit in it last night. But I was completely hooked because I'm reading this book. Right. So I, I, it's definitely a slightly more grown-up subject. I'd potentially watch it on your own. But all the excitement is in the first kind of half. So maybe Chester could watch the first half and then and let him go and do his thing after that. And you could... Um, I haven't watched the end of it yet. I'm about 20 minutes from the end, actually. I just uh, got a bit sidetracked last night. How long is it? An hour and 35. So not, not mm-hmm. too long. But basically, just to give you a little rundown of this, this is the guy going to college, his first day at college, and as he gets there, everybody keeps saying, hi, Eddie, how are you? And he's like, I'm not called Eddie, and I don't know who you are. And he said even girls were coming up and kissing him, saying it's so nice to see you again, and all of that. <laughs> he's like, Jesus, this is so weird. And he gets into his dorm, and he puts his bag down and all the rest of it. It's his first day at college, he's excited, and this guy comes in and he goes, Eddie. And he goes, everybody keeps calling me Eddie. And he looks at him and he goes, who are you? And he goes, oh, I'm David, you know. And he goes, when's your birthday? And he goes, June the 12th, 1969. And he goes, you know, you've got a twin brother. And he goes, your twin brother was here last year. And he's called David. And his birthday is June the 12th, 1969. He's my best friend. Come with me. And they, they go to a phone box and they ring David, whoever it is, you know. And he says, you've got a brother and he's going what and he said no no it's now not- don't tell me anymore okay because this is all what, massive spoilers what's interesting about it i think is that um is that then there's a third brother obviously that finds and and the third brother's identified really by his adoptive parents noticing the hands and the hand movements of the other two boys on the news and in the newspapers and they go we could see the hair and the eyes and the face but it was the hands like and when they all got together for the very first time, they all they said they all just wrestled each other on the floor like puppies, like cook, oh. like cubs or chimpanzees or whatever. Like they oh. were just all over each other. And then he said it was just the way they moved their hands, their arms, the way they crossed their legs. Like it was like everybody was freaked out by it. Now all this is documented. It's, it was probably a documentary that was made in the eighties. That's now been kind of reborn because subsequently what they find out in the documentary and it's not a spoiler don't tell us is it a spoiler think about it what would andy say i don't know what andy would say but i, 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 say want, to, it's I a, want to enjoy surprises okay it's a reflection of this book though what what it is it's, it's, it's part, okay part of the thing and okay well done it, it's rem- yeah that okay. was hard yeah it was real hard i really wanted to tell you more but um <laughs> What I would say to people is that I, I would join these two things together. I would read this book and I'd watch this documentary, like immerse yourself yes, in it while you've yes. got the time, because I'm not suggesting for a second that I agree with it all, that I believe everything that this book tells you. And I believe that everything the documentary tells you, I'm just saying 
it's a subject that you could immerse yourself in for a couple of weeks and see what you think. Like it's sorry, I nearly said the F word then. It's bloody amazing. And while you're at it, I think you might be able to see the Long Lost Family Twins episode on ITV Hub. Oh, okay, great. That'd be good as well. might be worth you watching Mm. that. Mm. It's really interesting. Um, Great, great. Okay, well, I'm glad to do that. So that's Because that's what you like to do in an evening, is watch me. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Great. So that's uh, Blueprints, the book, and Three Identical Strangers is the doc. Uh, that's on Netflix. The book's available on ebook or uh, on Amazon to get delivered. Um, but fascinating. And I'd really like to thank my mum for sending it to me. Humoric Shots. I came, I came across this company. Um, how did it happen? I, th- I think it was. I'm such a sucker for mm. Instagram or Facebook advertising. But I have heard for a long time about the benefits of turmeric Mm -hmm. and everybody keeps going on about it. I probably don't eat enough curries. I don't use turmeric enough in my cooking, although I did put some in my soup today. Um, So it was started by a footballer called Thomas. I think his nickname is Hal Robson Canoe. Is that right, Chester? Is that how you say it? Canoe? Um, And his family and he have developed... Um, the turmeric shots over 10 years it's been like something that they've honed and and um, mm. worked on and he is a premiership premiership thank you Chester's helping me here <laughs> um, a premiership footballer and he basically couldn't play for a long time and he was told really that he wasn't going to be able to play and I think he I think he had some kind of swelling it may have been arthritis but Turmeric is legendary for anti-inflammatory. Okay. So it? It, can, it can really help with arthritis or anything that is affected, uh, affected by inflammatory anything. So mm. it can be good for headaches. I mean, when I did read the benefits of turmeric online, there was a lot of may, can, could attached to it. Okay. So when we're yes. talking about health benefits, so then I went to a science website who told me all about the... Um, Dead Cert scientific research that has, sorry, that's my cat. Um, Dead Cert scientific research that had been done because actually they had been talking about um, the 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 most active compound is um, curcumin. I think that's how you call it. Curcumin. And they've talked about the fact that it could benefit heart disease, Alzheimer's, cancer. I mean, literally, they're saying that it can help everything. Mm -hmm. But cancer is uh, not founded yet. Um, they've been they've been doing tests on it. Some interesting results, but it's okay. absolutely not um, not confirmed. Alzheimer's um, as well. They're doing lots of research on it. Um, they've had some really interesting in in preventing Alzheimer's um, that turmeric could help that. Um, and but the one that it is is anti-inflammatory and an antioxidant, and it can ease arthritis for sure. It oh, really? also helps with herpes. Um, if mm-hmm. you've got helps prevent herpes and the flu, which mm-hmm. is yeah, quite interesting, or helps the flu. The moment, yeah. um, and they come in little shot bottles. I don't know if you've mm. ever been to Pratt and you've had those, you yes, know, the mini ginger. shot bottles. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Ooh. I love those, yeah. like spicy ginger shots. Yeah. I don't know what ginger is supposed to do for you, but they use a lot of ginger in these turmeric mm. shots as well. Oh, okay. okay. So the, they come in um, four different flavors. There's the original one, which is just turmeric. Um, which has got a bit of a kick to it. There's one with ginger, there's one with beetroot, and there's one with coconut. And you can get them in these little bottles. Now, they are 
if you go for two weeks, it's £35 for two weeks worth, which is works out at about £2.50 mm-hmm. a shot. And monthly, it's £63, which would work out at £2.25 a shot. Now, what's very clever about a company like this is you can subscribe. And that would mean that you would be paying £63 a month, but you would get one of those shots every single day. Okay. So Six, if you do feel like... Month, though, £63 a month? £63, it's a lot of money, right? Wow, yeah. But that's £2.20. I mean, if you think about it, how many people have a coffee every single day? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you could subscribe Two for coffees. Coffee. Yeah, yeah. I know, it's you six know, quid. Two, like, it's six it's probably quid more. every single day. It's probably more, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Mm. I don't really drink coffee. So to me, I was weighing that up, and I thought, I really like these shots. They taste nice. If they are helping me in any way, mm-hmm. I think that's good, especially when you're doing lots of exercise um, and... I think anti-inflammatories have got to be good for that. I hate taking medicine of any sort, as you know. Yeah. Um, I don't like taking um, ibuprofen or anything like that. Yeah. I'd much rather do it in a natural way. So if it can help with headaches or it can help in anything, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Um, whether I'll be taking it in a year or so, mm-hmm. I've got no idea. But okay. I just thought I'd share it um, because it, I thought it was an interesting... Is it very strongly coloured turmeric? It's like, is it bright yes, orange? So it's is it, bright orange. Is it a worry about your teeth? Like your teeth might get stained by it or anything mm, like that? I, I remember I haven't, there was I a, haven't noticed a, anything. Patsy, the makeup artist who does uh, Holly. Um, oh, yes. Me and her both had Invisalign at the same time. <laughs> I saw her on her job. <laughs> I think I might have been with you. But um, she'd been drinking turmeric with her braces in and her braces had gone bright yellow so she had two weeks to live with these braces in of course you put them in there they'd all stained you know she couldn't she had never to get through. yeah oh ever drink so anything funny. with your braces in yes i know i know but it was like you know it was turmeric tea or something so it was it was lukewarm no sugar or anything like that. It was just essentially like coloured water with turmeric, but she hadn't realised it. But it was coloured water. Yeah. Yeah, so bad. it was really funny. So for a two-week period, you just had to have these bright yellow teeth. It really made me laugh. Um, does it taste of anything turmeric or is it horrible because um, when they put ginger in it? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's always the kids love it. The kids are enjoying else. it. Okay. Yeah, it is always turmeric mm. and something else. And it does taste a slightly... A kind of it's like an indian okay. type flavor but it's not yeah. it's it's nice i like it's nice. it okay yeah at pretz they do like a beetroot shot it's like beetroot and apple um thing and god that's so good you know i absolutely love the taste of that it's so refreshing and it feels like amazingly healthy i'm really missing pret I'm, I'm really, really missing, missing Pret. You're really Pret missing Waggers. Waggers, I am dying. I mean, <sighs> I I miss the I miss the people that work at Pret. Yeah. I mean, I miss the people that work at Waggers. Like, mm. I was in there so much. They're like my friends. I yes. really miss them. <laughs> don't worry. I, you, I want to go you to, to Waggers. Get, you'll get chicken ramen again. Don't worry. Please. It, it'll it'll come back. Yeah. Okay. But I, I'm the same. Um, I, I love a black Americana from Pret and a carrot cake. A carrot cake in oh, Pret. Oh, the salad and oh. sauce. Oh, no. I know. It's, I know. Uh, it's fantastic. Okay. I, I'm going to give turmeric a, a try. I mean... Ch- try it. I, I will. I mean, I am very cynical about a lot of this stuff. But, well, um, I'm, I have to say I'm a little bit, but I've I know heard you are. so many reports yeah. about turmeric being mm. good for you in some way. Yeah. 
Well, I, I'm that. definitely going to give it a whirl. What would you give it out of 10 on the, the turmeric front? Oh, I'd give it a nine out of 10. I love oh, really? the taste of it. I yeah. love the shots. But again, I'm not giving it a 10 because I think it's expensive, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the other thing I like is they send you a recycling bag. Oh, uh, do they? So you can yeah. recycle the pots. Yeah, I mean, it's considerate. Which I think that, it's, it? and then people it's really people. thoughtful. Can I, have I got time to talk about one more thing? Yeah, well, I was going to say, you said you were going to do a couple of things. Do a couple of things. And then well, there's a couple of shout outs we should do for people who've sent us okay. messages and things like I that. I quickly want to talk about The Matrix because I told <gasps> you last night that we were watching The Matrix. I'm so jealous. I, I just want to watch The Matrix. That's all I want to do. Have you ever had a dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? is happening to me me and holly watched it together she'd never seen it before okay. she told me today that she didn't sleep for two hours last <laughs> night because she was just looking at things in her room going is it real is it's it not real, real. Yeah. is it gonna bend is it gonna um it is i'd forgotten because obviously there were sequels afterwards so you had i think you had matrix reloaded yeah next it's the matrix and tilly yeah Tilly, when um, she was born, um, when she was in my tummy on Big Brother, I had Big Mother on the front of the T-shirt and reloaded um, on the back. And yeah. that was because The Matrix Reloaded was like the biggest film out at the time. Okay. And I thought everybody would get the fact that I'm reloaded with another baby. <laughs> and it was a reference to yes. The Matrix Reloaded. So that's a little bit of culture. I'll, um, I'll take a picture of it and yeah, post gonna... it on... Um, on the entail. Um, um, so it's basically, it was quite funny because Holly was saying to me, explain to me what the film is about. And I said, it is virtually impossible to explain. Yes. And also there are moments where it doesn't actually make a lot of sense. Um, it is so out there. Yeah. And she, we kept pausing it and she'd look at me and she'd go, so is the Matrix real or is the Matrix not real? Now, I'm going to let you guys watch it. Yeah. It's got Keanu Reeves in it, Lawrence Fishburne, um, an absolutely brilliant um, Carrie-Anne Moss, who my daughter at the end of it was like, oh, my God, she's mm. so badass. She is brilliant. Um, uh, it was made by the Wachowski brothers, who are now... The Wachowski the sisters. That, well, yeah, and they call themselves the Wachowskis. Okay. They no longer use uh, a sibling term. And, and, am I right and thinking that when Lana this... and Lily, they both are transsexual females. And this, when they started making The Matrix, they were male. And when they finished making yep. The Matrix complete or whatever, they were female. I'm not sure uh, I think they were, if it happened I... while they were making it. Yes, I think but... not through the one film, but through the series of films, they gradually transitioned. But I wonder how rare it is for siblings to be trans oh, that would dovetail nicely i'm using the word dovetail quite a lot in this episode mm. uh, it's a word that i've stumbled across and i'm determined to shoehorn it in in every possible conversation i'm having but um the nature nurture thing i mean mm. like yes uh, uh, is it the environment yes. that they've been brought up in is it in their genes like well i just think it that's got to be genetic. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Well, you'd have thought. But they, they, they did an unbelievably, unbelievably brilliant job at directing mm. and writing this film. Mm. And 
It is, there's something so pure about this movie, but I've got some amazing trivia about it. So all the scenes in The Matrix that are filmed in The Matrix, so that's within the kind of computer world, Mm -hmm. have got a green tint to them. And Holly last night, she was going, I can see a kind of green tint. And I was thinking, oh, yes, I can too. And then all the scenes that they film in the real world have a blue tint, Ah, even though there's not much blue in the real world. They've put a sort of blue hue to the shots. And the colour blue is kept to an absolute minimum in the scenes in The Matrix. Mm. And um, So you can just subconsciously shift. see the difference of where you yes. want. They look like totally over. different okay. worlds because they're lit differently. Yeah. And they have a, they have a um, filter yeah. on them. Um, there's a massive shootout with Trinity mm-hmm. and Neo um, where they are going to rescue Morpheus. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge shootout in a building. And these buildings have loads of pillars. And last night while we were watching it, there's a bit at the end of the scene where all the dust is settling after this huge shootout. And we're looking at the pillars all in beautiful perspective. The, sh- the way it's shot is fantastic. Yeah. There's this one bit of concrete on a pillar on the left-hand side, this big chunk of concrete that just at the end of the shot, it falls to the floor. And I thought... Oh my God, I wonder how they did that. Do you think they had a piece of string that they yeah. pulled that piece of concrete, blah, blah, blah. Turns out, completely a mistake. Oh. It was just a piece of concrete that fell on the floor. And they moment. loved it so much, they kept the shot that long. Wow. And kept it in. But it was a moment where both Holly and I, again, stopped in the movie and went, wow, that was a great shot. The other great bit of um, trivia is that Carrie Ann Moss twisted at her ankle in the scene and she didn't <laughs> tell anyone because she was so frightened that she was going to get recast. Oh, God, really? Yeah. So she yeah. carried on with a twisted ankle uh-huh. um, and uh, braved it out because she didn't want to get recast. I mean, she is, she is absolutely breathtaking Okay. in that movie. And something that I'm going to review next week, mm-hmm. um, a drama called The Wisting, which is a Nordic <gasps> God, we got to drama. that, have we? Yes. I'm going to talk about it next week. But Carrie yeah. Ann Moss is in that. Yes, you know, I think I noticed that. Yeah, because she's yeah. not. You'd have thought she's not she'd been have, in much. Yeah, she's not been in much. You thought she'd gone on to do do uh, lots of amazing she's things. She's really good in it. I'm very excited to watch The Matrix again. I only ever saw it once at the cinema when it came out, and I remember walking out of the cinema saying, "It's the greatest movie I've ever seen." And the reason I say that about that movie and and occasionally other movies, <laughs> they're, they're all the greatest ones I've ever seen, <laughs> is when is when you is when you create a piece of fiction that makes you question the truth. Everything. It, yeah, that's when writing is at its best, is that in some way all good fiction is embedded in the truth and, it, mm. and you have to question it. Which, and, and the Matrix seems to do that, but it does it in a way... It, it, it's science fiction, but it's fiction, you know, it's, and but it's truth, you... it's reality. It's like all of these things, you know. I can't and wait the to see other it reason why you're going to love it so much yeah. now is because I know you're very philosophical and Holly's very philosophical. Mm. And I know you guys have had amazing conversations. And she kept turning to me and saying, wow, you know, yeah. having real ta-da moments through mm. the whole movie because the script is so on point when it comes to sort of philosophical ideas or a question being asked where you mm. think, oh, I hadn't really ever thought about that. Or they'll put a scene in where a child says something to Neo and you think, God, really? Like, is mm. it real? Is it not real? 
Well, you then you question your own existence, don't you? Brain, like, it was brilliant. Is all yes. of this real that we're yes. seeing and doing? And yes, you know, it's. So, have your kids seen it? Um, they said they have, but I sometimes wonder whether they say that because they just don't want to watch it. So oh. I, I'm going to have to quiz them a little bit more on it, or I am just going to watch it and they're free to watch it or not watch it. But um, yes, but yeah, I, I'm really excited. We'll enjoy to it. Watching that. I will. I Thank didn't you very much. think that I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. I'm giving uh-huh. it a nine out of ten. It was absolutely phenomenal. It's got an eight point seven <sighs> on IMDb. <laughs> Um, very good. God, I, had yeah. this, I, I have got this whole section that I was going to talk about um, for something to watch that's got 9.1 on IMDb. What's that? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to save it for, okay, next, save it, save it for save next, it. Uh, our next recording because it's, it's a million things and one thing all at the same time. Um, um, a few shout outs shout on outs. Instagram from people. So um, Sue Foster. 8538. So I always think it's funny when they put they have to put lots of numbers at the end of their names. Uh, loving the podcast, uh, you guys. Um, really hope to continue to record them during lockdown. Say, stay, stay, say, thank you, Sue. We are continuing to record them uh, during lockdown. Um, and then my uh, a guy called Graham Heron, who I actually know, wanted me to review the uh, our bits of equipment that we use. Oh, yes. I mean, I'm not going to review them, but I will tell you what they are, uh, Graham. So it's a task cam. So T-A-S-C-A-M, uh, Tascam DR40X, uh, linear PCM recorder. And I got this off Amazon and it's probably about £100. And then I got two microphones, but they weren't very expensive, £16 each. And that's what we record our podcast on while we're in lockdown, essentially, um, if we're together. But on this occasion, we're recording it over Zoom uh, because obviously you're in Kent and I'm in Hertfordshire, darling which is a shame isn't it but who was the guy who suggested the tease made can we remember <gasps> i haven't reviewed the tease no, made no, that's all right we can we can do that next we'll time next time next time um wendy milsom uh says i had a walk today guys not a, not ten thousand steps but enough to listen in for yet another great episode and taking some fresh air i'm gonna try the sieved poached egg wendy milsom we want to know how you got on there she said would a tea strainer work uh, the same oh, woodwork. If it's got no lip. Yeah, it's the lip because you have to tip the egg out of the sieve into the water. Pour and the egg. Some... Yeah, pour. That's right. It's more but, very gentle. But the lip sometimes cuts the yolk as you tip it over. And that's why those cheap sieves from Wilco's or the range, I've noticed they have them. Um, uh, but a tea, tea strainer would probably work. Can I just bit. say it's yeah. changed my life? Yeah, right. It's amazing. Isn't you bought it? that yeah. for me and it has changed yeah. my life. We do perfect poached eggs all yes. the time. Lindsay136 uh, says, yeah, guy at work told me to sieve the shitty egg white out. <laughs> I thought it would never work. <laughs> and I thought I'd give it a go. Wow, it's pure magic. It is absolutely great. And then there is a few people saying, oh, my God, I've always done my eggs like that. Um, so uh, that's uh, that's good. Uh, loving the uh, loving the episode. Uh, Camp Camp Bay, uh, the poached egg is a game changer. That's been really good. The poached egg thing's gone down very very well. Um, but yes, so we need to review the teas made. Yeah, that's for next time. That is uh, for next time. And whisting. And then, I'm going to um, talk about next time as well. Yeah, somebody has said here twenty little foot twenty. I watched Knives Out last night. A great recommendation. Thank you. Love every podcast you've done so far. 
Oh, Who was that? Yes. So this is 20 Little Foot 20. Um, yes. And I, I mean, it's what she, she said, a film I would love you to hear a review of. Is, oh, yeah. You've got to watch the trailer for this. I haven't talked yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm writing it down. Write it down. Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay. Go online, watch the trailer. Yeah. And I'll say that okay. to all the people listening as well. Go online, watch the trailer. I don't know where you can get to see this film. I don't know if it's been released yet or what. It's called Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, and this lady here, 20 Little Foot 20, said, I watched it the other night and loved it. It's less than two hours, but it scored 7.7 .7 on IMDb. But it got. I love the fact that she knows. <laughs> 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 the deal is, if it's under seven, it's got to be under two hours long. Um, but she said it's got 96% on Rotten Tomatoes and the trailer <gasps> looks fantastic. I think it's Shia LaBeouf in there. I'm not <gasps> going to tell you anything else about the trailer, Don't. but watch it. But a big thank you to Little Foot 20. I'm going to watch Little it Foot tonight. 20, um, for that, that. Well, yeah, we can review, we watch it, but we'll definitely talk about that in the next one because it, okay. it, it's in a similar vein to Hunt for the Wilder People and all that stuff. It's got a real oh, okay. brilliant okay. family feel to it. And there's okay. something specific about it as well which i'll not mention oh my god i love you so much you're really <laughs> trying hard not to do a spoiler there yeah i was i was well done see what i did well done there's lots of other shout outs but but i just want to shout out to you davina yeah. mccall my yes. amanda harrington fake tan has turned up today <gasps> on the hottest day of the year the sun's out um it's here but well, you, it's, can i just say something yes it will just boost any tan that you get okay so I'm going to try, I'm going to try that. Uh, don't forget, don't spray it on your face. Really? Can I not just spray it on there? I've got to buff it. Oh my God. I've got to Warren Buffett it on there. Is that what Absolutely. I've got to do? Absolutely. Do not spray it on your face. Okay. I'll spray it on the brush and then buff it on. <laughs> I, I can't stop thinking about a breakfast buffet again. Um, <laughs> thanks very much. I'm looking forward to an abs workout on On Your Goals. Um, yeah i'm very much looking forward to it's that. free to everybody yeah for, for 30 days great um and so own your goals .com. and oh i'd like to oh, also yeah. say that we are not paid by anybody or anything yes um to to talk about on this show so you're talking about amanda harrington we have not been paid by amanda harrington no i've bought you that amanda yes. harrington tan stuff as a gift yeah um because i've loved it so much it's we're not like given freebies to talk about anything i bought the teas made like yes and if we are given freebies to, say, to talk about we'll tell we you will that tell we, you that we, we got them been, for free we've been given yeah. everything so yeah. far i think um yeah um um so please keep messaging us uh, and following uh, the the making the cup podcast uh, page it's growing quite an audience which we're very very grateful for um and send us anything you'd like us to talk about and if we can we absolutely yeah. will yeah we want ideas give us things to review yeah um, so yeah. thank you, and also look after yourselves. And um, yeah, be safe. We've got we have we've had quite a few people contact us saying that they're nurses uh, and they work in ICU or something like that. And the podcast is a nice little bit of downtime. So um, thank you to anybody who works in the NHS and for all the effort and hard work that's going into that, and, and anyone who's helping in any way, shape, or form. Um, thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.